0: Hey sis, welcome to the Inspired Sisterhoods at the table. I am so excited for you to join us and be a part of what a true sisterhood is. As you listen, I just hope that your heart is turned and postured to not only us, but obviously Jesus. Get ready, partake, and listen to what all God has for you this day. Be blessed, be encouraged, and as always, be inspired. Psalm 136. How wonderful, how beautiful when brothers and sisters get along. It's like costly anointing oil, flowing down head and beard, flowing down Aaron's beard, flowing down the color of his priestly robes. It's like the dew on Mount Hermon, flowing down the slopes of Zion. Yes, that's where God commands the blessing. Hey sis. I am super excited. I hope you love just all the goodness of the intro, which is my husband and my babies recording um, the unity scripture. My whole heart is to make sure that not somebody in my family that God's given me is left out of this big call and this big vision that God has. They're all so significant in my life and they're so significant to what God has done in my life specifically and I cannot leave them on the wayside because they are truly a part and have been part since before they were even born so as you just um hear their hearts my or hear pieces from them in this or through this or through whatever god shows you with our family my whole heart is is that what god does for us he also does for you um it is my biggest desire especially for families especially in the hour that we're in and all that good stuff but I hope, if you haven't, I hope you did get a chance to listen to the first episode. It was definitely one that was not perfect, but it's okay because we're not going for perfect. My whole heart is, is, can we just be real and sit at a place as if we were at a table together talking and having conversation? Though I can't hear your heart, I know that someday hearts will be heard and seen, and even if it's on the other side of this world... I just know that God is using this for a much greater picture and purpose than we can even see, know, and understand because that's what faith is and that's what my hope is in. So Jesus is so good and this part of the journey through the sisterhood, if you haven't, please go back, listen to the first um, part because it just is... Such a culture of, my whole heart is history, I love studying history, if you heard the first episode, but there's such a history with God that we all have, and there's something beautiful when we can reflect back, even throughout the scriptures, you know that even the Jewish people have writings of reflecting back on the goodness of God and his faithfulness and the mighty acts that he has done. And so through this podcast, that is my heart first and foremost, laying the foundations of what Christ and the Heavenly Father and what um, Holy Spirit has done within the sisterhood as a foundational piece. Obviously, Christ is the cornerstone. He is the anchor of our hope. He is the anchor of our salvation and the only one to our salvation. There is no other God but the God Jehovah Jesus who, who, who the Heavenly Father sent him into this world to save and redeem our lives, right? So through Jesus and what he does through the sisterhood, um, I just always pray and hope, believe that miracle signs and wonders will follow this and th- follow the sisters that are attached to this in their families and in their cities and in their towns. Amen. So um, the next part and phase of the sisterhood journey was actually when the Lord called the sisterhood, which at that time wasn't even anything, but just the girls that the Lord showed me at the time back about three years ago. He started showing me now the chapters had started. um we didn't call them chapters. It was just gathering in our place of business, which is a car dealership. Jay Russink. If you need a car, please come find us. We are serious about selling to all over the nation, and we do it and have done it for over the de- last decade um and beyond. So anyways, little plug there for my husband because he's amazing. and he works his tail off to do all that he can for our family and he's amazing. So anyways, um that was the original chapter. It was in Michigan in Macomb Township on 23 Mile and we've since then moved, but anyways, we originally started there and from that place, I just knew that the Lord said gather the gather who I who I show you. So he showed me and we gathered. I mean, some of these women I didn't know, but I think the spirit of God knew what was coming from it, so I just had to obey. And it didn't make sense. And for those who, it's so fun for me because I love the flow of Jesus. I hope you're laughing and not thinking a mild. But I love Jesus. And if he says something, I hope I always stay at this. And God even renews this in me for the places that I've kind of gotten hard and cold in my heart for. But if he says something, I want to be like a child and be like, Okay, how high? Where are we going? Who's coming? And who, when, where? I'm going. I'll be there. So... That is what I did. He showed me the people to invite. I invited and extended invitations just to see. And lo and behold, I had people who were like, Well, what is this about? Who is this for? I mean, if you ask the core sisters that have started from the beginning, especially Susie, Marianne, they will literally say, I had no idea why we're coming. Susie was like, I don't know why I was here. I'm here. I don't know what is going on. Like, cause I had nothing but God said to meet, right? And now it takes a a person of faith to come out and just go with the flow because someone says we just have to meet. I mean, think about it. Would you do it? I offer you that invitation because I'm just saying, if you're part of the sisterhood, I guarantee you're going to have a moment in the sisterhood where you're going to be like, what is this? What am I doing? And you're not obviously, I mean, maybe you will, maybe we'll get better, but even I don't want to get better because I love the flow of Jesus. It's an adventure, but maybe you're going to be like, I don't even know why I'm going to this. That is your cue to jump on board full throttle and come and join us because a lot of times we see such significant moments with the Lord and in intercession, which is prayer for those who don't know, and just healing in our hearts and healing in places that it's just an adventure that you can't miss it. And we laugh a whole lot, which is medicine to all of our bones. Anyway, so I'm going to give off of that rabbit trail, which was a very long rabbit trail and lead you into this. So this retreat, we all came to, um, this spot where, where I was actually coming in and out of, I was leaving Florida to go back to Michigan to run the chapters. Then we, me and my husband, um, would come back to our place of refuge here in Florida. And, um, lo and behold, long story short, the women came by faith and the first night the Lord just said, "What, what are you going to do? And, and I was like, well, what are we going to do? We're going to literally, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to hear what God said and and what God was saying was he wanted to tap into a place of unforgiveness. Many of you and I myself have heard of the word unforgiveness, but I went to research, when I went to research this word, unforgiveness is actually not found in the Hebrew or the Greek concordance of Strong's concordance to find out what the actual word means. Isn't that wild? So the the, the connotation or the word that they actually use is is to not forgive and what I think is so profound is it's not even actually a word in in the foundations of what our scripture is. They just have an idea of what it looks like and what it says to not forgive. So their emphasis is more on forgiveness, I would say. This is just, this is not, a, this is me just like taking account of what is going on. You can't actually find that word. So it says what forgiveness is. If you look up the concordance, um, in the concordance, Strong's, Concordance is a great, if you ever wanna learn the words or what a word means, it's a great concordance because you can find out what each word means from the original text in our text. How many know that our text isn't always accurate? So this is something we really wanna know. Um, But if you wanna look it up, unforgiveness is actually not even a word, but on the contrary, they do emphasize the word forgiveness and so the word forgiveness is the redemption of, I'm going to look at, it's a dismissal of um, wrong, wrong accounts and Strong's Concordance. There's one word that is to forgive and that's Salak. I'm probably, I am probably without question, um, pronouncing it wrong. So when I give my Jewish people and my friends, I can't even wait because I know God's got them. Um, I will truly be able to speak it in a different context and way. But until then, um, this word is it, a word origin is root definition is to forgive or pardon. A translation of this word of forgiveness is forgive, forgiven, pardon, pardon, and pardon. So those are all things that we can cancel the accounts on. Um, It's to spare is another word. And then there's another, um, there is another word under this whole thing. And it also means it's called a thesis. And I'm probably saying that wrong. But it's dismissal, release, pardon. Um, A sending away, a letting go, a release, a pardon, and complete forgiveness. Now, how many know we can sit there and say, Oh, I forgive that person. Lord, I'm going to forgive that person. I am have said that, and then for whatever reason, it seems to sometimes when it's been really painful and a really painful hurt, which usually comes from people really close to you, um, those things in my heart try to creep back up and I have to learn and I am learning because I am nowhere near perfect in this. I have to keep surrendering that feeling of, of not being forgiven because if I actually look at the word forgiveness... It means it's a dismissal of all accounts. And that's what Jesus does for us. And the Bible actually says, if you can't forgive one, then, then how can God forgive you? In Matthew six fifteen, chapter 6, verse 15, I'm going to read from New Living Translation. It says, but if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. And honestly, I prayed this audacious prayer probably about four or five years ago. And I said, God, I want to be unoffendable. I want to truly live a life where I can love in a place where Jesus loved. And let me just tell you, I have been pricked, stirred up, and and poked in this area more times than I can count. And I wish I could say I'm absolutely perfect. But the reality is, is I need Jesus in my life and the reminder of what he went through on the cross to remember that if he endured, there is nothing even close to what I am, what I've walked through that he's also endured. Or like, you know what, you know what I'm saying? So in this, in our life, this is what we got to walk into for the sisterhood chapter. One of the first ones, it was extremely holy moment. And I remember the Lord seeing, like, I'm sitting with girls that we've never even met like some of them I've met maybe once or twice or I've just heard and people wanted us to connect cuz they felt like the Lord wanted us to connect with each other which those are my favorite. And so I love those moments. So these the I'm I'm coming into this room and all I know is I have to obey God and this is what he's saying. Well, from that place it was extremely beautiful and I hope someday I can have these women on here to even speak and talk about this place, but um there were just this, there was this very serious level moment where in vulnerability, because I truly know this is the DNA of the sisterhood, well, obviously, not even just the sisterhood, but we're all sisters in Christ. So, yes, the sisterhood, this is how we're supposed to be with one another, our brothers and sisters, is to be re- vulnerable and real in a safe setting. And in our vulnerability, we just reached out. Now, prior to this moment, I wouldn't actually have been able to go into this moment. Um, There was a moment, the Lord actually had me do this a couple months before, where I had to reach out, and I don't even want to go into all the details, but I had to reach out to specific people the Lord put on my heart, who are very connected to me, very dear to my heart. I just knew that they were holding accounts against me. And so sometimes forgiveness is within our own hearts towards somebody else. But also the Bible talks about when someone has an offense towards you, you go to them before you even bring your offering to them, right? So that is in the New Testament. And it talks about it, Um, I'm sure, even in the Old Testament that I can't at this very moment pull up in my mind. But reconciliation is huge to the lord and it also breaks open the heavens over our lives. So in in my own personal life before I even was led into this sisterhood moment, I personally had to do this as 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 someone in in leading it these women into it, right? So I did this and it didn't honestly go the way that I thought. Honestly, it was very it hurt me to my core. But then it was also at the same time a release that I felt like God was saying, you did what I asked you to do and now because of the pain and the hurt, there's going to be breakthrough and you, though you feel this pain and this rejection through this, God is going to use this, this moment for you to unlock in others, in the, unlock." Unlock others' breakthrough in 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 glory in their life. So I said, "Okay, Jesus, this is good. This is great. It hurts really bad," and I had to walk it out, and I had to get over it into this moment. And so from this moment, I had to now portray and and send this invitation to these girls who were in this core retreat, and it was truly extremely beautiful. Jesus's presence was so profound, and to even sit with these women and then hear their vulnerability. The whole goal was is whoever, if somebody is offended with you or you're offended with somebody else, the Holy Spirit is going to highlight these people to you or this person to you. And from this place of Him highlighting it, you are actually going to reach out to that person. And some of these women are like, whoa, this is like full throttle. You're going into this. This is so extreme. What is going on? But in humility, we all, like, think about it. If we don't actually tackle these points in, in our life and get real instead of just going through the motions of life, this stuff still is attached to us and it's never going to go away unless we deal with it, right? So in this moment, the Lord was just really really digging deep real fast and also I knew that if we didn't do this other things prophetically wouldn't have been unlocked so I wanted to start in this point and I offer this even to you as you journey with us in this sisterhood it is so profound to start in this place because even in the bible it talks about unforgiveness and how offensive somebody else towards us it will literally hinder and and you can't even you can't really do much with the Lord if this is all blocking you does that make sense and so in this journey we we just we we came into the retreat i myself have done it i did this before i even found my husband this was a moment that even the Lord called me to pursue with just people of my past that i have hurt or disappointed and i knew that they you know had grudges against me and i wasn't right i'm not perfect thank god that jesus is the only perfect one because i think that gets a lot of the offending things and the things that could offend us out of our life because we can sit in humility instead of pride because you know offense is pride dear lord help us god to get so close to jesus because we are so faulty, but with him is the only way we can get through this life. Um, anyhow, so with all that to say, um, through the sisterhood, we, we were able to tackle this moment. And from it, there was mass breakthrough. And I'm telling you, if you are holding any person in your heart or you know someone's holding you in their heart... I implore you that maybe, maybe there's things inside of you that you've been hoping and holding on to or dreaming or desiring and you've not seen the fruition of it. What if those things are have been held with a door locked shut. And the key to it is is confronting it, confronting the offense, or confronting the unforgiveness. Maybe some of, some of you have family members who have actually passed away, but the Lord is inviting you to actually, I'm actually seeing women write. Maybe there's men even listening to this. God, I hope that you are just going to start wrecking the men. But Father, I just see your daughters, and I see you all writing For those who've had people who've passed on, I see you writing a letter. I see you then seeing from the Holy Spirit and hearing the Holy Spirit because he whispers. And if you don't know what that sounds like or looks like or whatever that feels like yet, God's going to start pursuing you in that area. And I just challenge you to even just write the letter and then open your Bible. I play the flip game all the time. I teach my kids the flip game because it's so childlike that he speaks to us. As we posture our hearts to listen to Him. So I encourage you to play the flip game. Be a child with Him and say, Heavenly Father, I'm asking you to speak to me. I wrote this letter out and I'm asking you, Lord, just to show me what scripture I can attach to this moment in my life. And as you do so, you can take the letter. You can throw it in the trash. You can take the letter and you can have a bonfire. You can take the letter and dip it in bleach and put it in, in, in a piece of paper and bleach and it's all canceled. Like whatever the Holy Spirit shows you, cause he is so good. He will give you an idea and you can do that and ask the Lord after Like even take communion. If he leads you take communion and say, God, I'm, I'm washing this place clean in my life and I want to be free from this. I want this person to be free and I want to become who you've called me to be and i don't and also so you can be forgiven like it says in Matthew right but i also in all of this explaining i do have a i do have a story in the bible that i feel like can be applied to it we've all probably read it and if you haven't read the bible i am just so honored to even read this with you because the word of god is the best thing in the whole world and it will never disappoint I could cry. I literally cry all the time. Thank you, Jesus. Always have. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so I'm going to read it. If you have your Bibles or if you're driving, don't pull out a Bible. Just listen to the word as it washes you and washes myself and as we just journey in this together. Father, I thank you for this. I thank you for this moment just to be able to take time out of our day to honor you and who you are. You are Lord over our life. Forgive us, God, for the things that we've fallen short from, and only by the precious blood of Jesus, Lord, may may we just do what you've called us to do and hear what you need us to hear. And Lord, I ask that our hearts are so open to you and constantly yielding to you. So Father, we ask that you have your way in Jesus' name. Okay, so this parable is in Matthew 18, and it is verses 21 through 35. So it says, the parable of the unforgiving debtor. Then Peter came to him and asked the Lord, How often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that to be sold— I'm sorry, that he be sold along with his wife, his children and everything he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left, he went to fel- to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it. He pleaded, but his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in this man. He had forgiven and said, you evil servant. I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Okay, I'm crying. Welcome. Okay. Wow. So, what is so incredible is that this whole thing could be taught on probably so much could be taught on but the initial beginning part of this was he owed this man this evil servant he owed the king millions of dollars and because he couldn't pay it his master ordered that he would be sold along with his wife his children and everything he owned to pay the debt so what do i get from this obviously the man fell down because he looked at his family and he said, for my for my for the sake of my family, please, please, right? For the sake of my family. And I believe truly that unforgiveness in our hearts to the people we love or the people who have hurt us, in essence, is part of our legacy to be held up and bound in torment and torture. But in the releasing of it is our freedom. And the freedom part is so sacred and so special and so purposeful to God that we have to carry his heart in it and not feel subjected to the feelings because they're not our idol. And we have to also be so, so, so careful to not take it up again, because then we will end up just like this evil servant back in bondage tortured and in the pre- presence of a debt that we were originally redeemed from and not supposed to pay, right? So I encourage you to go back and even read this scripture in Matthew 18, 21 through 35. It is profound. And I will say this, I hope to even have these girls who have who, who walked through this um, part of the sisterhood during our retreat and our core team moment Um, I hope to have them on so you can actually hear the stories from this because it was so profound when we walked through it I mean to the point where it's not supposed to be easy it's not always going to be perfect but if we walk through this in this heart thing that it says in in verse 35 when it says That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive who? Your brothers and your sisters from your heart. And in a different translation in verse 35, it says your brothers. So obviously new living might have added your sisters and I like that part. But as long as Jesus loves it. But anyways, I truly believe in our heart, in my heart of hearts. Even in the last days, it says men hearts will grow cold because of why? Offense. Offense is pride and it's the root and I've been guilty of it. And God, forgive me. Jesus, I want to be so not in pride that no one can hurt us. I want to be so full of the love of God. I want to be baptized in his love so that my heart remains pure. And I pray that your heart can remain pure through the things that happen that happen I know some people go through extreme things that are so wild, and it's only by God's grace that you can forgive. And we we all have moments of heightened betrayals. We have moments of just um, not being able to trust people. But my whole heart, my prayer over you is is that your heart remains pure, and that your heart can be so unoffendable because the love of Christ overwhelms you and you see from a perspective that has nothing to do with this world but only has to do with heaven's gain and that as you do so just like it says because he is such a generational God that that your husband, your wife, your children and your children's children will remember because this was also a thing oh man, this is good so the Lord showed me um, even through bef- this journey of um unforgiveness for in and in reaching out to people who I knew the Lord needed me to ask for forgiveness for um he showed me one of the most incredible stories in the Old Testament with this revelation it's incredible because if you look Joseph Joseph's dad was Jacob right and so Jacob and Esau they had a fight, and I don't know if any of you remember, but in this, in the Old Testament, or if you haven't read it, it's a really good story, and I wish I could just dive into all these books because these, they're all so symbolic, and then also have the Jewish um, revelations on it would be even more gold, literally gold, real gold, that this world doesn't know about um but the profound thing is Jacob and Esau they fight right they're they're brothers they're siblings um there was always a war contending for them since since honestly probably with even in the womb and so there's this wrestling that's taking place they get in a fight Jacob flees because he steals the blessing But there's a moment that Jacob wrestles and he he is mandated. He gets a new name. I love when God gives new names. Um, He gets a new name and he finds Esau and they come back to one another and there's reconciliation. And what is so beautiful is that moment was a moment where the generation of the tribes were there and Joseph witnessed a moment with his father in forgiveness and and coming before and asking for forgiveness, right? So then there was this transaction that was deeply deposited, just like it says in Matthew in chapter 18, right? It is a generational thing. And because it is so important for generations after us, we will pass. We won't be here. But the generations still will be following in our footsteps as we lay the foundations. And it is the most important thing. I am a crier. So just get used to it. Honestly, I'm thankful because if I wasn't crying, I'd have a stony heart. And I don't want that. So I'm okay with tears. I hope you're okay with tears. I hope Jesus touches you with the of tears. But anyways, um, it's so important for us to just know that these moments in a minuscule scale, we can look at ourselves, but the reality is it's not about ourselves. It's about everyone attached to us. It's about the people around us and the generations who aren't even born yet. So in closing, I just hope in my whole heart is, is that whoever it is that has hurt you, if they aren't physically here, I just pray that you feel the overwhelming love of the Father. And I stand in the gap and say, I'm sorry for whoever's hurt you. I'm sorry for whoever's shattered your heart. I'm sorry for whoever's ignored you or you felt like that you weren't even needing to be in a room or, or your existence wasn't important, but you have breath in your lungs. And there is a vital purpose that the Lord is imploring you to seek out, to seek his heart on because he needs you. There are so many things that need to be done in this hour from so many levels in so many facets, in our daily life, in your city, in your community, and he needs you. He needs you to rise up. He needs you to take on what he's called you to take on and obey and obey immediately. Immediately, not immediately, but obey immediately. And I am just expectant that what he is going to do for you as you release these people who, who've offended you and hurt you, and, has, and unforgiveness has, has, has rested on your heart, as you remove that off of your heart and you walk in total forgiveness and freedom, and as you continue to do that with everyone in your life and every opportunity you get, you will walk in, in forgiveness. You come into the greatest levels of glory and purpose that the Lord has predestined for you. And I pray that even those people who have felt offended from you and hurt and broken, as you just obey God, Despite what they hold in their hearts. Despite what they might say to you. I'm telling you. I had cuss words like a truck driver to me. And literally. It's okay. Because at the end of the day. God gets to move. And God gets the glory. And you have to just obey him. And it is not up to anybody else. what Whose heart does what. You are going to rule and reign. In his kingdom. And cause the devil to flee. And you'll dismantle things that he's trying to hold on people. So my my greatest prayer is, is obey immediately and watch God even heal you as you do. And I truly believe this is only the beginning. And your story and your testimony will be profoundly, profoundly woven into the sisterhood, profoundly woven into the generations, which is most important in your own life. And the testimony will be heard. So if this all happens or when this all happens and you obey, please tell us keep us updated we want to pray for you we want to we want to join and partner with you for the miracles to unfold and that there'd be just rapid breakthrough in your life, rapid breakthrough in your families and we know that we know that we know that God is not a man that he will not lie and his promises reign true forever and ever over you and your legacy. So we love you I pray blessings over you I hope this inspired you I hope the Holy Spirit spoke to you significantly and that your life even has physical healing from this because you're releasing things even now and those things are breaking off of you now and you are stepping into the greatest days. Do not get hung up on the enemy because the enemy always wants to steal the word, but he won't because this is a promised blessing over your life. And I plead the blood of Jesus over everything, that he just, the blood speaks a better word and that you will not be pulled back, but you will be shot forth from this moment in your life and you will be you will forever remember this moment just like we do when God did it in our own lives within the sisterhood. So we bless you in Jesus' name. We thank you for just tuning in and supporting. If this speaks to you, please share, send it. Make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on whatever um, social media. I think Facebook, we have a page. We are working on our website, but you can go to our website. It's uh, www.beinspiredliving.com. I am working on merch and wanting that to get done. There are so many things. If even joining part of the sisterhood or the Lord speaks to you, um, that you just see something that you want to help us build, we have so many things or you want to hear the heartbeat of it, please contact me. There's an email link to the website that you can email me directly at, and I would be more than happy to talk to you. I pray blessings over you and your family, and the greatest days of breakthrough and the love of the Father are upon you. In Jesus' name, be blessed, be encouraged, and as always, be inspired.